0: You're listening to Titans of Techcom, brought to you by Haredo, where you'll hear real stories from real people who have tried, failed, learned, and succeeded. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Titans of Techcom. I'm your host, Vivek Nanda, and I'm VP of Marketing at Haredo. And today, I have a very special guest. Carrie Bates. Welcome to the show, Carrie.
1: Thanks for inviting me, Vivek. I'm
0: excited to be here. It's my pleasure. And, uh, Carrie, the first question I always ask every guest is how did you end up in the field of technical writing? Because growing up, no one ever thinks about this field. <laughs>
1: Well, it started off in uh, technical um, training, actually. Uh, I was working for the government and it just progressed into a master's program in communications. And I eventually moved into technical writing um, with another job. Um, The training preparation of the training materials turned into technical writing, which turned into another technical writing job and a bigger technical writing job and a bigger technical writing job. So it just grew from, I think, a base of understanding software, understanding users' needs and developing that into a career in technical writing.
0: And you, uh, are you by education engineering grad or what's your educational background?
1: Well, I have a bachelor's um, and I also have a master's in communications
0: from the American university. Oh, wonderful. In Washington. Nice. And, uh, and uh, when you started, did you, at any given point in time, your goal was to do something else before and then it just happened? Like, was it more like something, a different field that you had in mind before you ended up being where you are?
1: Well, actually when I first graduated from college, my first job was, a, a statistical job with the Department of Justice um, wow. in, in Washington. And I was there about nine months and I realized, okay, I can do this. This is a great first job out of college. Um, but then I met some new people, new friends, and I started consulting uh, with a consulting firm called the Morasco Newton Group. Um, in Arlington, Virginia, and ended up on a contract at the US Department of Transportation Office of Pipeline Safety, traveled around the country training pipeline safety operators on how to use Microsoft Outlook PowerPoint so that they could actually do their jobs. Right. And it was a fantastic way to spend my early 20s, you know, showing the them showing the ropes of, of how to use those software tools. And through that, I began the development of the materials and uh, you know, that just transitioned into a full career
0: of tech writing. So. Wonderful. So obviously you have you know, vast experience in the information mm-hmm. development field. So what are two, three big changes in the field that you have seen happen over the years that you can easily pinpoint?
1: Probably the biggest changes are changes in technology, um, the growth of software, the availability of tools. Um, for example, Easy Dita, I read <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> primary product. Um, I uh, used that at my last job. And um, I think the development of, I would say, technology and tools that are available to tech writers, um, also the development of, opportunities for tech writers in areas of finance healthcare mechanical engineering statistical um, right. statistical specifically statistical modeling um, right data modeling uh, business intelligence translation of information into um, depictable um, images and graphics that people can take and use and and transport into you know, um, consumable information and distributable information. And I yeah. think that's a second uh, major um, progression um, in the area. Um, I guess a third one would probably also be um, not just technology um, and tools that are available, but I think the audience People's receptivity, yeah. recept how they receive information, has changed. You know, companies don't look at tech writers anymore as "oh, well, there's this person over there," and you know, they they're a tech writer, but we don't really know what they do. Tech writers are in it; they're in development, involved with PMs, involved with QA. They're right in the throes of it with. JIRA, Atlassian, you know, that whole product suite, many companies use that as a progression tool for software development. Tech writers are right in there in most of the companies that I've worked for. um, I never felt like an outsider as a tech writer in my 30 years. I've always felt like my role was part of it. And I never felt like I had to You know, crawl up some ladder and be like, "Oh, pay! You know, give me what I need. Give me what I need." It's always been for me um, a very integrative, uh, wonderful um, experience in most of the companies I've worked for. Tech writers are always seen as vital, important, and essential in the development of information. So,
0: so those are top three. Yeah, and on the, and on the third one, I do want to pinpoint the how people are consuming the information these days. And I think uh, you you pointed out very rightly, like that's also a big change because, uh, and I said this earlier in one of the earlier episodes with one of the guests that how we are consuming information, our consumers' expectation of customer experience has changed. 20 years ago, it was more about who's picking up the phone. Are they talking to me nicely? Are they polite enough? Their hand being helpful. But now it's more about, uh, is the information there on really like, you know, on my fingertips, i can I check it? And I can find out and that answers my thing. So right. there's obviously been a huge shift from of that customer service pie chart to visualize it. From there, it's like from being those like, Picking up the phone and those personal intrapersonal skills, those have diminished in that chart. And the self-service information has increased so much because we are consuming so much different. So I think that's very much right. Tools, uh, people in just general, like process and people. And then the third thing is obviously the consumption, the consumption of how we are consuming the behavioral side. Wonderful. Okay. So, I mean, this is a bit of a controversial question, the next one, but <laughs> I've, 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 I've been- I've I can
1: spoken. face controversy, don't worry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great, so so you know, I mean, I have spoken to a lot of technical writers, but also just in the community, uh, there is this, uh, uh, what I've found is there is big disparity of income within the mm. tech home world. And uh, well, the question is first, let me ask you, because with your experience, first of all, is this really true in your opinion? And if so, why do, or I guess in your opinion, how can technical writers, what should they do so they can end up on the higher end of the equation and get paid more? So what are your thoughts there?
1: Well, you know, that's an interesting question because in my experience a lot of what you're dealing with as a tech writer is okay, first of all, where do you live? Okay, mm-hmm. major metropolitan cities have larger companies that have larger budgets, you know, so if you live in, you know, East Oklahoma, you might be working for a small mechanical engineering firm that doesn't have a big budget. So your salary might not be as high. Um, but one key factor with any tech writing job are skills, mm-hmm. experience, um, taking classes and enhancing your background, um, increasing your portfolio. Okay, develop a website and put some of your PDFs on there. Um, obviously, not dumbing out your company names and you know making yes. things generic, um, but develop an online presence for yourself as a tech writer. Uh, create a website with portfolio so that when you go out to interview for jobs or, you know, you're even uh, sending somebody uh, help, look at, you know, these are all the things that I've done, you know, Definitely. that bolsters you as a candidate, number one. And number two, it gives you uh, confidence in, in the skills that you, you that you've put together. Um, there is a disparity in uh, in the salaries in tech writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is, I would say, skill-based. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I know um, there have been times in my life where I've definitely been paid less <laughs> than I know mm-hmm. I'm worth. Um, but I've also taken those steps as opportunities to grow. And I think that it's an important thing to point out that even though you might be getting paid less for a couple of years than what you think you're worth, that could be a stepping stone to something bigger. And um, in my case, that's happened with me and it's happened with many other people that I know. Um, So I would say skills, I would say experience, I would say stepping stones. And I would say patience, you know, give it a chance, grow in the field um learn some new skills take some classes build out an online portfolio develop yourself and that for me i mean i know i had a website at one point i took it down because of unfortunate hacking but (laughs) (laughs) we all we all deal with hacking nowadays but uh i um i think those are the 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 key things for um to remember as uh, a tech writer um, that even though you might not get paid as much as you think you're worth, it could be a stepping stone to something greater. Um, And that's always important to remember. And then, then the day when you land, okay, the job that you know you're worth, you know, you celebrate, you realize, Hey, look where I've come. Look how far I've come. Look what I went through to get here. And then you pat yourself on the back, you treat yourself to a nice dinner, you go for a walk, whatever you do to celebrate. And then, you know, it just goes on from there and gets better and better.
0: Yeah. And do you think that there are like some on the skill set side, there's like, is it about more learning new tools uh, or is it like upscaling some other things. That's what's like the what is like in your yeah. uh what's your opinion there? What are I think it's to
1: definitely you? tools? I think it's definitely tools. I mean tech writers need tools. Tech writers okay. need to be able to walk into a job and say, you know what, I know how to do online help systems, robo help, right. webworks, uh, madcap flare, whatever it is. Um, you know, using easy, easy data to output to you know, PDF and HTML for online help. Um, You know, tools are essential. Um, It's not, we're not really talking Word anymore. We're talking publishing CMSs, Astoria, you know, content management systems, familiarity with um, how to jump into a job and being able to technologically see the platform that you're using um and also there's the other side of it too is is um understanding customer needs and expectations and um part of that is also I would have to say videos um you know as mm-hmm. a tech writer I did some work at my previous job with videos developing videos scripting them recording them yeah. you know doing the whole the movie process if you will um And that improves the customer experience. And then the other piece of that too is the development of what are called knowledge bases. Knowledge bases for whatever company you're working for are essential. You know, being able to give a customer the opportunity to search a knowledge base for FAQs, um, being able to present that via a website or something um, prevents them from having to pick up the phone and get lost in the phone system of, Oh, press seven, press two, press three. You know, yeah. they, they could just search right <laughs> in the knowledge base and get the answers that they need. And that becomes right. directly plugged into the whole overarching idea of an online help system within a product, um, which is an area of my own specialization um, for the various companies that I've worked for. So...
0: Okay, and, and uh, of course, you know, I come from a world of structured content. Do you think there is like this edge for people who know that part versus others? Because, uh, just because the power of the tool, right? Because the power of the tech is far more for hyper-personalized content you can build.
1: Right, well, I definitely think, you know, structuring content, I mean, there's, I'll use FrameMaker as an example. Okay, you've got mm-hmm. FrameMaker and then you've got Structured Frame Maker. And you know, you can use either tool, um, but it's kind of like a desktop publishing kind of tool, <laughs> regular frame maker, but structured frame maker is a little bit more programmatic. Then mm-hmm. I'll use the Easy Data as a as a tool, as a tool example. You have yeah. the GUI, you can write it all out in the GUI if you want. Or if you're of a more programmatic nature, you can go right into the XML raw and type in the links that you need. And, I mean, easy data for me was was terrific. I learned how to do relationship tables and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, it <laughs> yeah. was def, it definitely allowed, allowed me to geek out. <laughs> I got to That's geek, right. geek out. Yeah.
0: Great, okay. So now this is a good segue for my next question. So. You know, lots of companies will talk about customer experience and digital transformation, Uh but they still don't think about the knowledge product or learning content. And Mm -hmm. it's really mind-boggling to me that, like, the way our information is increasing exponentially, but still these uh, digital transformations are like like lagging so much on this end. They don't think about content or content experience at all. Where right. do you think is the disconnect? How how can we get how can we even like get this resolved?
1: Well customers want information. They want it digestible. They don't want to have to dig. They want it right there, right now, and they want a resolution as quick as possible. No matter what company, you know, say you're a company that that buys a software application or uses a software application and they need to know, okay, what are the instructions for for doing this? Click the help, search, find, do. That's what the customer experience should be. The customer experience should not be, I'm so confused. Oh my gosh, I can't find the answer to this question. Call the online help system. Call Call the customer service desk oh, I'm on hold for 20 minutes. I still can't figure out my problem. No. Good help system, good knowledge base, good FAQs. That is what a good tech writer presents to the world, no matter what company you work for. And I firmly believe that that's uh, essential to be able to do for any company that you work for. Um, That improves customer experience, improves, improves customer loyalty. Okay, If you can, as a tech writer for a company, develop that, you'll have customer retention, increased customers, more customers will want to buy the product, more customers will be renewing their licenses, more customers will hear, oh, did you hear about that company? Oh, I'm going to go buy that. So it becomes a, a trickle down thing, because you as a tech writer have created this environment for people to come into that's Reliable, predictable, educational,
0: useful. Yes, and it's. But what do you do as a tech writer if you get stuck in an organization that's like, yes, we are, we want to create customer experience, but you don't value your technical writers as much. So, have you gotten in that situation ever in your life where you have to like go back and you know educate internally, like guys, what the heck are we doing?
1: Well, there's definitely been times in my career where I've had to kind of go back to the drawing board, you know, okay. Here's what the customer wants. Here's what the customer needs right now. We don't have this. Here's what I present. And Mm -hmm. here's my roadmap. This is what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to be done. And then I have to get buy-in from, you know, Development leaders, or product managers, or even my big boss—you wow. um, know—that is something that you know I probably Maybe. struggle struggle with as a contractor more yeah. than as a full-time employee. As That's a full-time as a full-time employee, I will say that ninety-nine percent of the companies I've worked for, I've always had the backing of my boss.
0: So. Great. So, just to rephrase this, I think uh, most of the people who listen to this, this is an important point here. So, start with the customer, build a case, present to, go with your roadmap. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to do, and then pitch it to the internal stakeholder so you can get the buy. Mm-hmm. It. And, right. and that has worked. Okay. All right. This is this is uh this is great, and uh, and also now uh, the last point that you mentioned. Do you think like companies that hire contractor technical writers do they really is that a reflection of something about the company that like they don't really care about the whole experience they're just trying to get <laughs> last minute things done <laughs> yeah. is that a fair statement or it's just like because i've heard more of what i'm saying and so that's why i wanted to confirm um, your right. experience
1: well i actually had my own company for a while um, a contractor for a number of years, um, okay. primarily to gain additional experience in different fields. Um, for example, um, uh, finance and even uh, uh, mechanical engineering. I wanted a little bit more experience. So I broke off and kind of did my own thing, had my own LLC for a while. And so when you ask, okay, Why do do companies hire contractors? Typically, contract technical writers are hired for a specific need, for a specific period of time, for a specific task. And when that task is complete, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for the contract. We appreciate the work that you did. So maybe they don't have a full-time equivalent or an FTE for a full-time writer but they need mm-hmm. a specific thing accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, many people contract and that's all they do. Many tech writers, that's, that's all they do. They have their own LLC and they live sure. their life contracting and they prefer that. Um, I personally am at the stage of my life where I prefer to work for a company that is forward moving, forward growing, has you know, things that uh, supports me and the tools that I need. Um, and also, you know, gives me new opportunities. So that's where I am in my career path. Um, you know, 10 years, 15 years ago, I was doing contracting and it was fun. You know, you got to work for different companies for a year at a time. And, you know, you could take, you could take a month or two off in between and travel if you wanted. Um, of course now with COVID things are different, but, um,
0: anyway, so again, so so it seems like you said, like it's not bad if you control certain things. If as a writer, you're looking to get variety of work, getting yourself exposed to new industries, new tools. Right. And then with experience, you set some sort of, a, let's say benchmark in terms of, I need a forward thinking company. I need right. the right tools at least in place or I will bring those with me. And right. that's how that works. So that way it can right. work in a nice way for both right. the company.
1: And I would actually say, Vivek, you know, one of the most important things as a tech writer is to do a personal inventory, okay? <laughs> do that personal inventory of, okay, here are the skills that I have. It's not just about writing a resume. Right. Here are the skills that I have. Here are the industries that I'm interested in. How right. do those come together, okay? Right. I yeah. mean... That-
0: that's I just realized this as from a marketing world, of course, like we uh, marketing, we talk about this like every year. There's so many tools. The the marketing tech is moving so fast. Right. And and uh, this is something that comes up a lot on the marketing side of things that <laughs> like what's your like tools skill set? Right. Like this, like there's like a whole bunch of tools that we go over and right. these are always changing. And one thing, one exercise I always did for myself was like really see as like within the marketing, what are the skill sets and what are the tools I have? And pretty much what you said, create a map of like tools versus skills and how they match and stack along with each other. Right. And uh, either I'm filling that role or I'm hiring people for various areas in my team for those. And that's kind of the exercise I do. And I think that's a very nice thing that you said, like create that inventory, therefore. Or actually, you
1: know, you know, the tool that I, ironically, the tool that I use to do that is Excel. Okay. I take an Excel <laughs> yeah. spreadsheet and I put top of the list skills and then another cell I do industries. And right. then I look at the lists of each and then I find the similarities in the middle and how they cross over. And mm-hmm. like when I've been in transition between jobs or whatever industries that I've been in I've found okay look at that overlap you know I have easy data experience and I think this company uses those this industry okay let me find out some companies that might use that let me go on link let me go on LinkedIn okay find who I know that works at that company okay And I have a feeling they use that product. So I'm going to reach out to them. And sure enough, one thing leads to another. You end up connecting to people that have connections with your skills and your industries. And then you have another column in your spreadsheet of contact names. And then your database grows and your spreadsheet becomes this huge career map.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's
1: actually I've done that at least four times in my career. That's
0: wonderful. I've done, yeah. I've done that,
1: and that's actually really a useful way of staying organized and keeping your your own goals and needs as a tech writer in line. But also, yeah. um, you know, keeping your contacts. You've got to keep your contacts. Who who you want to stay connected to? Who you want to connect with? And their email addresses and their phone numbers so that when you go to create, you know, send resumes and contacts with people and reach out and build that database of people, you have it right there. So,
0: Okay, cool. And uh, did you know that employment of technical writers is projected to grow 11% from 2016 to 2026? which is faster than the average of all occupations in the country. And, and uh, I, was, I was actually surprised, but do you feel there is a lot of demand for technical writers? it hard to hire. Like, what's your take on that?
1: Well, you know, you said that when I read that in your email, I was like, well, I knew that tech writer needs have grown, but I didn't know it was 11%. That's tremendous, first of all. And second of all, the reason why is because technical writers are essential to any organization. They bring to the table skills and backgrounds and the ability to blend information and present information that, you know, nobody else can do. I mean, a development person might be able to write, you know, release notes or um, online help maybe from commented files inside their code or something. Um, I've seen that done before. But a technical writer has just a certain flair and flavor of, okay, here's the instructions, here's how you do it. And also a good technical writer has the ability to integrate themselves and team. QA, product management development, get into that team. Okay, modify the JIRA fields with an effects doc checkbox so that when something affects documentation, I, as the tech writer, get to know about it so that I know to make the update to my help. Okay, so little things like that, you know, um, tech writers, yeah, 11% does not surprise me at all because tech writers are essential. Um, And they're no longer overlooked. They're no longer in that back room. Okay. They're no longer. uh, Who's that person over there? What's their role? (laughs) Tech writers are, are growing and needed and there's... Many universities, Carnegie Mellon in Pennsylvania, okay, has a tremendous university in te- yeah. uh, program in technical writing. Okay, many universities have professional writing programs. The University of Harvard has a professional writing program. I just actually used to be an adjunct uh, there. I was there uh, from nice. 2006 to 2011. Uh, I was an adjunct professor there for their professional writing. So... Tech writing is, technical writers are essential. Technical writers, the field of technical writing is taking off. And any young person that's listening to this right now should know that if you have started in the field, you have a future in the field and you have a career in the field. Um, I'm so glad that I found the field or landed in it and have continued in it. Um, yeah. And I've also had some really great opportunities along the way, you know, especially teaching. What I know that that actually was really cool being an adjunct at University of
0: Harvard. So nice. And and let's talk about the future of technical writing. What are your thoughts on it? Any anything that you envision, and how you envision or vision? What's your vision of technical writing or future?
1: Well, the definite future of it is probably going to be um a lot more i would say security cyber mm. cyber security like companies protecting themselves data protection data yes. security um i mean obviously the industries of like finance healthcare uh, business yeah. intelligence, um, you know some of the other ones I mentioned earlier. You know those those primary industries, but the future is probably going to be more in in making sure companies feel their data is secure, um, and that is huge. Um, yeah. Another area is education, um, product education. Technical writing's role, a technical writer's role, could easily transition into not just user guides, admin guides, and online help. It could easily transition into customer experience. Um, you know, materials development for um, presentations or videos or things like that. Um, so it's definitely a combination, I would say, of um, security, data security, um, maybe helping companies um, make sure that they know their stuff is tight and secure. And yeah. how do how do I write instructions for for uh, helping companies uh, ensure that number one and number two, um, the whole participant side, um, you know, um, customer experience um, is definitely going to be huge. How a customer experiences a product, um, how a customer consumes the material, um, whether it's online help, printed documentation. Um, Most people don't print user guides anymore. They download PDFs and do searches and that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) I very rarely, I mean, I have a big printer here at home, but... I very rarely see anybody that prints out a user guide and looks for something manually. They typically yeah. <laughs> download the PDF and search for what they need or, or what. Yeah. But I would say the future is is definitely um, data-related and, uh, and definitely customer experience. Wonderful.
0: All right. So this has been really wonderful, Kerry. And before I let uh-huh. you go... I ask this
1: <gasps>
0: interesting questions to all the, all the guests on the show. So, would mm-hmm. you like to tell the world one thing that oh. no one in your professional circles know about you? Could be anything, and feel free to share uh, whatever it could be. Uh, nothing little to do or everything <laughs> to work. So it's on you. Oh my god! About that.
1: Well, you know, you said this in your email to me, and I thought about it. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) I mean, there are some things that uh, I could share, but technically, people that I've worked with in the past already know these things about me, so I have to pick something that nobody knows about me. Um, Yep. Like, for example, I was recruited in college to be a field hockey goalie, okay? I saw I sing in a um, chorale, um, I'm an alto in a corral. Okay, wow. so those are some things that nobody knows about me or some people know about me, but I can't use those anymore because some people know them about me. So <laughs> one thing that most people don't know about me is that, well, most people know that I love to cook. Okay, mm-hmm. Thai food, Indian food, mostly vegetarian foods. Um, Scallops ceviche for my vegetarian friend or pescatarian friends, you know, whatever it is, roasted cauliflower with romesco sauce. I mean, I love, I cook, cook, cook. I love to cook. Uh-huh. But would you think as a technical writer that I would be able and love to bake? Okay. Baking mm-hmm. requires the precision of following instructions. <laughs> and, would, so and would you know, that I am a horrible baker. I, <laughs> I burn brownies. And for some reason, I just can't bake. I mean, you would think as a technical writer <laughs> that I would be able to follow a recipe to like <laughs> measure flour and measure sugar, okay? Yeah. I, I can't I, do it, Vivek,
0: I can't bake. I burn brownies. Yeah, I... I, I uh, uh, I won't say like I am a baker, <laughs> so I'm, I'm probably not good uh, good in this this following instruction, especially for baking. But, uh, but, but if
1: but if you think about it, if you think about baking, okay, and even cooking, cooking yeah. does require the following of recipes, which I can do. But the yeah. baking requires precision. Right. Okay? Yeah, if you mess yeah. up one piece of baking, the <laughs> the thing comes out totally wrong, which is totally parallel to technical writing. That if you mess true. if you mess up those technical instructions, somebody's going to do their their installation <laughs> wrong, or somebody's going to mess up their database backup.
0: I wonder if there is a room for improving technical documentation for baking. <laughs> <laughs> well clearly the consumer is not getting through including me well, anybody
1: <laughs> so. anybody that can write a baking i actually um, I just helped a friend of mine who's writing a cookbook on ba- baking cookbooks coming out next winter and uh, she had me test a recipe and i said please you know don't send me a recipe that requires <laughs> like any kind of baking and she's like because there are other things in the book other than just like pies and cookies and stuff and so she sent me a recipe for a strawberry rosewater sorbet (laughs) and let me tell you something I can't reveal the recipe yet but this sorbet I did it I made it and it was awesome I followed the recipe. I did everything <laughs> she said, so maybe I can bake, but that's not really baking. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. dessert. That's dessert making.
0: <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So, generally, this answer comes up with something more like. It goes everywhere, but I never heard anyone would say like, I'm bad at baking. That's my one.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I seriously, I mean, even the tube of like, um, you know, the tube of cookies that you make, the slices that you can buy in the store. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but the 14 minutes that's required to bake those, I brought them. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, my my mother used to say, Carrie, just stand by the oven and watch them as they begin (laughs) to melt and the edges begin to brown. Then you take them out. (laughs) And I would get, you know, go off and, you know, I don't know, do something (laughs) else. And I sure enough, I would smell them burning. I'd be like, (laughs) oh,
0: all right. So, um, yeah. So, Where can people find you if they want to connect with you and ask you more questions or even suggest you some baking tricks? Where can they find you and connect with you? Oh (laughs) boy.
1: Send me baking tricks because I am (laughs) bad at it. Um, I am on LinkedIn. So it's Carrie, C-A-R-E-Y, Bates, B-A-T-E-S. You can find me there. Um, I used to have a website, so I can't give you that. Um, But... uh, if you want to email me, I'll give that out because I don't mind. It's c like yeah. cat, c like cat. dot Bates, my last name. dot c like like cat at gmail.com. So that's c dot Bates dot c at gmail.com.
0: All right, wonderful. Thank you. So we will also attach LinkedIn profile of Carrie with the episode and publish it. But uh, Carrie, thank you. Thanks again. This has been wonderful. It's been. Uh, I'm sure there will be uh, insights, especially the stuff that you share more late to the field. People will hopefully replicate and find value in that. Uh, But uh, again, thanks again for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you
1: very much for inviting me. This has been terrific. And uh, any technical writer that has any questions or any other advice, just let me know. And uh, thank you for inviting me. This has been a terrific morning. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Titans of Techcom brought to you by Hereto. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Looking forward to next time with more real stories from real people just like you.